back to Budding Business. This is the third and final season that we'll be releasing this year. And it is with great sorrow that I will tell you this is going to be my last go-around in the show. Uh, of course, I'll be graduating this year and going out to college, and I'll be leaving Budding Business behind to Tiger's Inc. to carry on throughout the future. It might not be the same thing that it is now. I might go by a different name. I might have a different direction. But I am leaving it in the hands of the people who are coming in after me. So it won't be over. I just won't be a part of it anymore. So take that as you will. I'm frankly excited to see where this can go. I'm glad with what I've been able to do with this show so far. And I hope nothing but the best for whoever picks it up and carries it on. That being said, uh, I'll get around to some of the updates we have now around Tigers, Inc. Uh, coming in the next episode, I'm going to have a brief overview with Alex Wolf again about the more the end of the year look at what wealth management has been able to accomplish because they really have again I feel like I've said this before they've been able to do a lot this year it's very impressive that I just haven't been able to talk about frankly because I don't understand it so I'm going to have him on to break down all the great things they've done and kind of put it into terms that I can understand and likely that means you all be able to understand uh coming around May 7th one of our projects that's been going on for more or less length of the year, a dog park is opening in the back of Kiwanis Park. Uh, there will be an event, I believe, commemorating its opening, and I will fill you in on that as more information comes out. But mark your calendars, May 7th, I believe that date is correct, for the opening of a dog park back in Kiwanis. So for the interview we have today, it is a local producer named Jared Twyman. Now, I had a lot of fun with this interview. I always like a lot of the musical people. Uh, given he is a producer, I tried to produce in the past, so I was able to click with him there. But this guy is just a, a tremendous soul. I'm really glad I met him. Wonderful, wonderful person. I made a great talk about what he does as a producer. It's a lot of music nerd stuff. I'll put that out there before you get into it. But yeah, tune in to our little verbal jam sesh, and I hope you all enjoy. I was three, I would go down, try to play. 
but my foot was too short to touch oh, the bass drum. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And then I got into production, maybe it was in high school. And then I didn't really start doing it until 2020. <laughs> yeah. So did you kind of have like a watershed moment or like a epiphany where you realized this is something that you wanted to take more seriously? Or did that just kind of happen naturally? Um, I met my favorite drummer back in, uh, I was in middle school and we just had a conversation. And it was just like after that I practiced every day. Wow. And I just felt like, okay, this is what you're like here to do. So do it. That's, that's a beautiful way to put it. So this is 100% your calling. Oh yeah, 100%. So would you describe yourself as, a, I mean, you said you were a producer, but do you think you're just that, or do you think you're a more creative? To like, would you rather label yourself as that? Yeah, I would put myself down as a creative. Just because I also try to do things that are not in music. Like, but I mean, everything locks together when it comes to being like a creative. So like, mm -hmm. picking out what I want to do for a music video, or picking out what I want to do for the cover. Like, I try to just be creative all the way around, hmm. especially in aspects that I'm not always comfortable in. Just like... Well, that's how you grow. You put yourself in those uncomfortable right. situations and then you learn from it. So, uh, outside of, like, that drummer, do you have, like, any inspirational people that kind of drove you to this? I know you mentioned Kanye earlier for your fashion. Yeah, Kanye. I am a big fan of Kenny Beats. Uh, he produces... Who has he produced for a major? Um, uh, I forgot the name of the, the guy. I think it's Ski Mask. Or, yeah, Ski Mask or something like that. But he also works with Denzel Curry. Oh, yeah. I've listened to his new album, yeah. Man, you gotta listen to his new album. You gotta listen to The Ben Staples Project. I just saw him live, like, a month ago. Bro. Tyler concert, man. He was awesome. Wow, and Tyler. You can't forget about Tyler. He is amazing. Yeah, like, it's like all of them. And, like, for I've been listening to a lot of Pharrell recently. Oh, okay. Just, like, Dang. trying to go back in time and, like, channel some of that, like, Timbo and, like, um, Dr. Dre. Oh, okay. But um, then... Show some love to the class. Yeah, I'm just all over the place. Just And then I have, like, everybody that I'm, like, cool with, like, locally. Like, um, I have to say this because it's only right. But if it wasn't for Zaire Sherman, I probably would not be doing production. Wow. Like, that's, like, my best friend. Like, we, he's influenced me a lot. What did he do to influence you? We were literally in the sixth grade, in the basement, recording with one mic. Like, we were just grinding, and then he would just program all this stuff. Now, keep in mind, he's like a 12-year-old kid, just like, on his laptop, just boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, you're like, is this Kanye, or like, who is this? <laughs> and then we like, grew up, we auditioned for the same school, and like, he's always just carried himself, like, to a high standard. And like, I don't know, it's always been like that big brother thing. So it's very motivating for me to just be like, okay, let me make this track and then see how you feel about it. And then if he loves it, it's like, okay. So it's, catch up. he's sort of like your, uh, almost like a role model for like musically and as a person. Yeah, 100%. So like the Jay-Z to your Kanye. Pretty much. Yes, that's the best way to put it. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. 
So I guess uh, I got a little distracted when you started name dropping all those old dudes. My fault. Okay. No, 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 you're good. I just need to know now, um, like, if you have like a top five all time, or, like a top five old head list. Like I have, I have two very different ones. Like top, like my top five all time was number one for me is probably Yay. Two, I'd say Kendrick. Three, I'd say Tyler. Yeah, this is personal favorites. I'm not ranking them. Four, I'd say MF Doom. Ooh. Five, I'd say. This this might seem kind of weird, but I put Benny the Butcher at five. You gotta put <laughs> Benny on there. You can't. I love everything Griselda, but I think oh. Benny is. Hands down the best. He is, but I'm I'm really the West Side stuff is like uh Pray for Paris is like my <clears throat> But like everything after that I haven't really been a fan of. But I also haven't given it a chance to like I mean no, I mean they just release so much music. There's you yeah. a lot to listen to, so you got plenty There's of There's a bunch. Um okay. There's definitely Tyler, for mm-hmm. sure. Um Vince Vince is like Vince is like one of my guys too. Uh, he got me good. Oh, JID, bro. Ooh, oh, okay. is this old heads or can I just go? Uh, let's just do like a contemporary now. Okay, go yeah. JID, Denzel Curry, and then um, who got the fit? Who got the fit spot? Rocky. Ooh. Oh, I forgot Rocky. about Rocky. Oh, bro, we might have to go over five. <laughs> no, it's fine. There's like. Maxo Cream. Uh, oh, I've heard of him before. I haven't Maxo's crazy, bro. Schoolboy Q. Like, I Ooh, can't sleep with okay. Schoolboy. Grant, I only know Collar Greens and a couple of the songs with Kendrick. Yeah. But I've always liked him whenever he's on the track. It's crazy. And then, I don't know. You obviously, you have like the Drake and you have the, you have the Kendrick. Oh, I can't get that much Drake. I can't? I feel like his stuff is too. not fake. Honestly, actually, no. Yeah, I think it is kind of fake. It just, I think it's too commercial for me. That makes sense. No, no, no. That makes sense. I definitely understand that. But they're like, they're like I, I can like get down those songs though. It's, I just don't go out of my way to listen right. to Right. No, I feel it. I feel it. It's like, I don't know. His older stuff was definitely more fire than me. Okay, than yeah. The newer stuff. Most people agree on that. Like Marvin's Room Drake. Like, mm. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, that actually has some like feel to it. And yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, I can, I can get down with songs like Passion Fruit. Or even some stuff off CLB, like Knife Talk always goes hard, bro. I sound so normal for saying that, but... No, you're like, good. Like, sometimes there are... Granted, he got carried by 21 on that song. Yeah. But he still has the occasional one where it's like, oh, bro. There's a reason why this guy is so famous and talented. Pipe Down was my favorite, because, uh... Do you remember Andre from Victorious? Is he on that track? He has credits on there. What? Yeah. So I was like, dang, like that song got added. Actually, he's also an influence dude. Andre from Pacific Yeah, if you listen to his project and like what he has credits on, like. I didn't know that he was like into music. Yeah, he has credits on um, Ariana Grande stuff too. Oh, okay, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. it's crazy. So he's he's kind of like you, he's the producer. Yeah, mm-hmm. or he's like doing something in the back, backstage. So it's pretty fire. Wow. It's fire. Okay, let's get the old head stuff out of the way. Okay, um, old head. This might get me in trouble because I really don't listen to a lot, a lot of old heads, but I do. But like classic, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. You gotta give Jay Z. You gotta. Jay Z's at the top for me. Yeah. He's, 
Are we going all over the board? Can it be like Slum Village? Like, is that cool? We got Slum Village. Uh, mm, are we going rap or are we going all over the place? I can't remember. Rap, R&B, whatever. Oh, okay. And then you got D'Angelo. Okay, okay. D'Angelo is like a boy. D'Angelo is in um, The Roots. Okay, Questlove. Gotta be the roots. Yeah, Questlove, man. Wait, okay, wait. I'm not a huge Roots fan, but Black Thought is in Roots, right? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. I've heard him in some of his stuff before. He's, yeah. he's fantastic. But I'm with you there with the 2004, like, early Kanye. College Dropout is my favorite album yeah. ever made. That will never change. But I, I also put Hove in there. Um, I love Pac. I'm West Side Ooh. of Life. Man. Two of America's Most Wanted. I was listening to that walk with my dog today, and I just... Could not help from bust out of the sea walk. Like I, I just had. To. <laughs> hey, be careful. Be careful with that one, man. <laughs> uh, I also put. Okay, I don't even know if this counts, but I would put almost every single member of the Wu Tang Clan in there. Yes. Most of them, I love a lot of Rakim and Ghostface solo work. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, pardon the interruption. I would take. I'd like to take this moment to apologize to hip hop, to the people who listen to this, to the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, to rock him even for that uh, <laughs> that little uh, mishap I had back there. I literally could have said any of the numerous members of the Wu-Tang Clan, but I decided to try and sound sophisticated and said someone who wasn't even a part of it. You know what? Maybe I was just thinking of Raekwon and I just messed up. I could have said the RZA. I could have said ODB. I could have said Inspect the Deck. I could have said Jizz. I could have said so many other different people. But I decided to try and sound smart. So I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize. And uh, I hope you all can forgive me one day if I ever meet you, Rakim. This is not disrespectful to you. This is just me being stupid. All right, back to the interview. And then I put I put Tribe in there too. Tribe Called Quest. I forgot about Tribe, bro. Oh, man. You yeah. named a whole bunch that I like did not think about. Well, that's the thing. I feel like we both have very similar alternative rap tastes. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, a part of me is curious. Um, I know a lot of musicians go about this in different ways, but, like, what's, like, your process, your creative process to making a song or a beat or even just, like, a sample? Ooh. Um, this might sound crazy, but it might be a common answer, too. I think I just try to like channel emotion hmm. and it's like my I try to make music what I like can't put into words which you would probably think like kind of would be like like sad or whatever but sometimes it's just like hype stuff no, no, I feel like when I made uh, me the song the oh song I just listened to that today man yeah man it was just a lot of like oh snap it was honestly I just remember being in my friend's basement and like I just had my laptop and I was just like I had listened to uh, Pierre Bourne. Okay, yeah. I was, I was saying it sounded like kind of a Pierre yeah. Guy. I was listening to Four of You and I was like, dang, this is hard. And then I got hyped about something. And I was like, okay, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, I made the beat. I sent it off to one of my friends I met, um, Drew Hill. Then I didn't get anything back for a minute. Then he sent it back and I was like, bro, this is a this is a heater. Like, it's crazy. So fast what it's like now, what was it like when you were starting out? Like, what was your first song? How did that go? Oh, 
first full song with like vocals and stuff or um, I guess yeah that's right. Ooh. Oh it was bad. <laughs> it was it was still influenced by like Kenny and like uh this other producer named Monte Booker. But yeah, it was not it was not good. <laughs> So, uh, what was it? Was it just like the rawness of it? Was it just like the fact that it was your first time? Or? It was the fact that it was my first time and the fact that I like had no process of like picking sounds right. Mm. So everything was just like, oh, this is cool. And then this is cool, but they didn't really like gel together. Gotcha. So were you just kind of like trying to regurgitate like the type of music that you listen to? Yeah. Doing your like best impression of it. Exactly. Okay. Yo, and it just... It didn't really work out because I was listening to music, but I wasn't like deep listening. Because there's like a deep. There's well, like I a think there's a. I always say there's a difference between hearing music and listening to music. Yes. So you're probably hearing it instead of listening. Mm. But like when you sit and you just listen and you just like. I don't know. For me, sometimes I sit and I just focus everything on listening. Mm. So then I listen for like certain elements or textures and stuff. And then that's what I incorporate now. So like listening to my first beat and then listening to where I am now are like totally different. Just because my perspective changed on like music as a whole and like hearing and listening. So was there like a specific person, I guess when you started to take it more seriously that you like went to for help or was it something that you just learned by like trying repeatedly? It's a mix of both. So there was, um, it was listening to like playlists, but it was like also people around. So like there was Zaire, and then there was this uh, producer, rapper named Devin Burgess, and then there's another rapper named um, Roberto. And they all, like, we all used to, oh, and Elijah Amari. We all, like, used to be in the same room sometimes. And I would just sit back and, like, take notes. And, like, even now, like, I I look up to Devin a lot because his production style is just so special and, like, unique. And we ended up doing a session together and he made a beat on my laptop, and it's like titled like "Holy Session." Serious, because wow. it's just like you can be so influenced just around the people, just because of the people around you. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of times, like when I was younger, it was just like, oh, like I want to be better than everybody, so I'm not gonna look up to anybody that's like around me, because everybody's viewed as like competition. But that was like when I was younger, but like I just started kicking it with these guys and just like learning. And now it's just like, I send them beats, they send me beats back and we just talk about them and how they can be improved and stuff. That's good. Cause like, I think a lot of people, I think you have a point there about when they think like they kind of need to be competitive to get ahead and yeah. get better and stuff. But I think honestly, when you're in that state of mind, the person you should be competing with is yourself. Yeah. And then you should be using other people who are maybe on the same level you were better than you to kind of help build you up right get you to the point where you start winning those battles against yourself and you start improving at whatever you're doing right so um i'm also just curious you said like you were making music like to kind of portray emotions yeah. is there like a emotion you find difficulty in like showing through music Whoo. Heavy hitters, man. That is the really heavy hitter. Um, 
honestly, like, and I'm not trying to get dark by any means, I feel like happiness might be hard sometimes. I agree with you. Because it's not, I don't know how to describe it, but like sometimes it's like, it's hard to make happy music when you're not in a happy headspace. True. As much as you try to, it doesn't always work. And you know what I think it is? I think since like happy music is like the stuff that's like considered pop and what's on the radio, if you want to try and be new and try and like make something that sounds fresh and upbeat and happy, it's a lot harder to do because a lot of the stuff has just been drilled into people's ears over and over yeah. and over. So it's kind of hard to be inventive and make happy music. Yeah, it is. Like, I guess the only thing, I was really just thinking about this on the drive here, like, if I wanted to make a happy song, I don't think I'd be able to, like, make a happy melody. I'd have to, like, speed up an old soul sample. Yeah. That's how I would do happy, personally. I mean, how do you, how do you think you would do it? Um, how would I do happy? Yeah. I would probably have to make a beat outside when it's, like, just sunny. Mm, okay. Or be, like, I feel like weather has a big impact on me. So, like, if I'm somewhere where it's, like, Sunny, I'll be cool. And then just be around people. Be around, like, producers that I, like, I don't know, inspire me. Because, mm -hmm. like, in that moment, like, you just feel happy in my phone. You just feel, like, good. And it's just, like, it's easier to do it then, if that makes sense. No, no I seriously mean, like, kind of feed off the energy of the things that yeah. are going around you and that, that show and music. Because that, a lot of times, like, you never want to be in a session where the vibe is off. Because yeah. you won't make anything. Mm -hmm. But... Those sessions when the vibes are just like high and it's just a lot of like laughs and stuff, like it's easier to make mm -hmm. things like that, yeah. So like, uh, what are some things that you look for, I guess, and almost like creating about, does it have to always do with the people? Does it have to do with like the direction of the song, the room that you're in even? The room? Mm -hmm. The room plays a big role because like now I'm living in an apartment, so I can't just blast my stuff. So it's not really like the best vibe, but I mean, I put my headphones on, but honestly, it's being in a studio, just being able to blare everything just loud for me, and then having like some type of colored lights and maybe mm, okay, yeah. a candle burning or something. Because that kind of helps you, I think, if you can kind of have like the loudest sonic, like, I guess, capabilities. It allows you to feel it better. Right. And then you can kind of judge on like better how other people are going to perceive it. Because like everyone's going to be cranking up in their headphones. Exactly. They're going to be blasting their cars. Hopefully, maybe it'll be played at a stadium. You know, 50,000 people. So. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but yeah, I think that definitely, at least the atmosphere is crucial whenever you're creating anything. Because it'll show in the work. Yeah. It definitely will. Have you ever thought about rapping? I'm curious. I know you talk a lot about Ooh. the production side, but... Rapping? Okay, there's a one song on my laptop where I do all of it. And it may drop, it may not drop. I, songwriting is, like, difficult for me. Okay. So it's really just me. I came up with the hook, and then the verses are bad because I'm just literally mumbling. Isn't that what, like... Kanye does with his stuff. Yes. He does like mumble the flow, he'll have the hook. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I don't know if I can do it like Kanye, but I believe in you. <laughs> I feel like you got some sneaky bars in you. Yeah, there are a couple. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you like that. <laughs> there are a couple. So, 
tentative release date for that, or are you still um, not sure? For that song, just yeah. that song. Um, my goal, well, in my head, this could always change. So I'm not gonna say this is the boom, boom, boom day. But sometime in August, I feel like that song is a very August drop. Okay. It's like before you go back to school, but also like. That's a good time to drop music. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like when all the summer stuff starts to get old, and then everyone's yeah. waiting, and then. But I pretty much have every song, because I'm just gonna drop one a month. Okay. But I'm pretty. Is that like starting now, or? Yeah, so me came out um, March. March 11th, that was my birthday. And then, oh, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I haven't decided the final date for April. It's going to be on a Friday, but the song's already done. Okay. So it's just about finding the cover and all that jazz. But mm. yeah, I just figured I might as well do one a month until I decide to drop a project or just until I'm just like tired of doing it. So how much like do you have? I guess unreleased right now. Could be stuff that you plan on releasing, or stuff that just never is gonna see the light. Oh my goodness! So I know I have eight already for the rest of the year. So far done. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there has to be like you talking about just beats too. Oh, just in general. Yeah. Oh, how much? Liter there has to be at least thirty, because I. Don't know how I do this, but I organize my sessions by month, year and month. So my January folder is like huge, but then my February folder is like small. But March is looking pretty nice. Good, good. Pretty nice. So like, are you going to be continuing to make this similar style of music? Or like, is the stuff you're releasing going to be a little departure from what you normally do? It's kind of just all over the place. I really, um, I'm just not a fan of like, Sticking to one genre, or um, I don't want to be the producer that's only known for hip hop. Mm. Like, as a drummer, I grew up playing in church, so like I would go to other sessions and it would be like, You played drums in church, didn't you? And it would be like, Yeah. But I just, like, I kind of didn't like being locked into that. So, like, as a producer, it's kind of just like, I want to be all over the place. I don't want to be in one category. That's like Pharrell influence anymore. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, you played live during when you were growing up playing in the church. Have you you've done other concerts too with your own music before, right? Yeah, when I played with my band, uh, we played a couple bars here in Cincy, and then um, in the eighth grade, uh, my dad works at. Uh, I'm not gonna say where he works at, but basically he works for this company and. He, they ended up having a big conference in Dallas. Mm. Eighth grade me got invited to go do a drum duo with what? my dad. Yeah. That's awesome. Crazy. It was just like, okay, fire. So yeah, that was, um, and then I played in LA last year, actually. Um, what was it? Uh, it's this group called Sly and the Family Stone. It's oh, their, yeah. It's their tribute band. That's tight. Yeah, so I did that last year. I forgot about it. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just like, I was nervous. That was my first gig in the day. Say, yeah, like, that was I was nervous. Do those nerves ever go away for you, or are you still bad? Once I start playing, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was really for that gig. It was just like, so many of the people that I looked up to played at that same like um, 
venue. Wow. So like it was just crazy. Oh, so the man. fact that I forgot. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. It's in North Hollywood. I like it's not that it's like blurred, but it was like I was nervous the whole time. Okay. That, that's happened for all your performances, no matter. Yeah, like I mean, like I can't. I don't know why I can't remember it. Well, that's gotta be hard when you're a drummer, cause like you're basically your entire purpose is to keep everyone else on time. Yeah. So like if you slip up, it's over. Like, with. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I did slip up a couple times on that. But it was nothing, nothing that you couldn't salvage. Yeah, no, we fixed it up. It was cool. But yeah, I was like the youngest member of that group. That was crazy wow. too. Is that like a something normal to you, or do you find yourself in situations like that a lot? I've never been in a group where I'm the not the youngest. I'm always the youngest, no matter like what group it is. Even with my band, the 18th Vineyard, I was younger. I was the youngest. Wow. Does that impact you in any way, or is it just something you learn to roll with? Um, I definitely learned to roll with it just cause, I don't know, I try to be, I just try to learn, not only learn like music, but just people as a whole. So like a lot of the groups that I play in, like, uh, JB and the Funk, like, it's just a whole bunch of guys that are like, just cool. And like, we all just talk like outside of music, which is super important. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you can't have a like a relationship outside of music it's kind of difficult that's right yeah because like that when you start to get like invested into who someone is as a person it kind of it makes you more comfortable around them and it helps them kind of well but it helps both of you just kind of bring the best out of each other when there's a little bit more of a connection exactly between what you're working with so i guess this is a more serious question um how hard is it for you to like kind of fit music into your personal life, whether that's work or you know just being a person? You had to go there. Yeah, I had to. Man, it's been a little difficult now. Honestly, I uh, I'm working Monday through Thursday from six to four. By the time I get off, like I never. I mean, it's not that I don't want to do music, and it's always like you'll make time for the things that you love, but. The job is just so, like, soul-sucking. Yeah. It's just, it's not, um, it's hard. And then I leave the weekends up to make music, but the weekends are also my, like, rest days. Exactly, yeah. But also, like, the weekends is when I make the most time to, like, do anything for music. So, mm -hmm. all my music stuff is done on the weekend. So, would you say, like, almost most of your free time is devoted to music? And it just happens that a lot, almost... A lot of your circle just happens to also be yeah. musicians. Yeah. And that's my dream. <laughs> that's the thing. I actually, I tried to do some production last summer. It wasn't like I didn't do anything original, actually. I, like, I remade the beat to No More Parties in L.A. Bro, it, it took me a long time to get it right. But I think, I forget who the actual producer was. Because it wasn't Ye that made it. I think it was, oh my goodness. He was like a... Mm, might have been the alchemist. I forget who made it, but it took me probably two months to get that right. And then I made the one about them in Paris. I remember that one. That was the last one I ever did. Yeah. Cause that like it sucked so much out of me. Yeah. To make it, and I was at first I was proud of it, but then I was like, all I'm doing is imitating. Yeah. And I I didn't really learn because then I tried to make my own beat after that, and I couldn't really do it. Yeah. But, I mean, at some point, 
I kind of want to release a freestyle on SoundCloud. You should. I definitely should. I don't know what to, though. Because <sighs> I would make my own beat, but I feel like it wouldn't be good. No, make it. Send it to me. What if no, you I'll made my beat? It. I'm down. <laughs> There's a whole folder of beats. I got you. Okay. I promise. Okay, I'm looking for <laughs> uh, mid-tempo, soul sample, boom-bap drums. Boom-bap. Well, mm, I don't even know about an 808. I'll just go. You can make an 808 where you can boom back. You just have to. Like, I have like I have this little app on my phone. I've been trying to like figure out how to work it. I think it's like an 808 machine. Bro. I had no idea what they looked like. But <laughs> it's super good. Like, you look at that and tell me how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't use that. <laughs> I can't. So, like, <laughs> do you have like a comprehensive understanding of like music theory or anything like that? Or... Is that like a general sense of good taste? Because you definitely have good taste in music. I can I say that for sure. I am going to be 100% honest about music theory. I'm the absolute worst at it. I don't even try. I just... Wow. I mean, like, I know a couple chords. I know a couple of scales. That's the only way that I can do everything. But, like, my secret is, like... I'll just play these chords and then I'm like, dang, like I really want them to sound thicker, so I just like go and draw them in. Okay. And, um, so, let's say you were asked to make a classical music composition, but, but, the kicker is you can use any instrument you want. Like, it can be a synth, it can be an electric guitar, it can even be, like, someone who presses a button and it plays a sample. Yeah. Do you think you could do it then? Yeah, just because it has a little more guidance. Like, it's a little more like, okay, here's the song, remake this. Because, right, that's the scenario, right? True. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not the best, like, melodically my ear isn't the best, but, like, rhythmically, like, well, yeah, you got that drummer background. So yeah, so it's very just like, okay, it goes like this, this, this. But as far as notes go, like, I would be able to figure it out. Hmm. I'd probably just sample it and just make it sound crazy. So are drums the only instrument that you play beforehand? or? Yeah, I, like, just started getting into keys. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not the best, but, yeah. You strike me as someone who could learn bass. Because I feel okay. like that rhythm part of it is, like... The hardest thing to understand, and you already got that. I did try to play bass. I had a bass. I um, yeah, it didn't really work out for no. me. Oh. So I thought about doing it because I look at guys like uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers or yeah. Kevin Parker and Tim Paul. Like they, Bro. they mastered how to play the bass, and they made it cool. Like I get the oh god, I was about to yeah. Yeah. my favorite album yes. ever. That's <laughs> like I'll just like I'll like have one of his songs come up and be like I forgot I listened to this guy yeah because like he doesn't release that much music I mean mm -hmm. most his last album that was one with like Dragon Ball Do Rag and um, yeah yeah it is what it is that's what I'm yeah. yeah I I don't think he's dropped since then mm -hmm. that might be why I forgot yeah it makes sense <laughs> okay I know we talked about like top like artists ever who are your top three just like strictly producers of all time. You talking about, you said my favorite? Strictly producers, yeah, not even. Oh, okay, I bet. Easy, 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 easy. Kenny Beats. Okay. 
no, 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 you can say no. no okay, no, 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 no. Let's, take okay. let's take a look. So we got Kenny Beats, Monte Booker. He does a lot mm -hmm. of Smino stuff. Oh. Yeah, a lot of Smino stuff. Okay. And then, um, who? This one's tough. Um, I'm going to say this. I haven't tried to learn a lot from this guy yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I gotta be real. His sample choices are crazy. Mm -hmm. He is absurd. Yeah. I was just listening to Alfredo today. Man, right. him and him and Freddie click. He just I feel like he, he clicks with every artist. He does. Just, I think it honestly it probably stems to what you were talking about earlier about how they were able to form connections. Right. He's gotta do that because there's there's just no way that he makes music that good where he makes everyone else sound better. And while he is just exactly, like, man, he's, he's prolific too. Like I like hearing him with Earl. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Earl. Earl deserves more respect. Personally. For sure. I, I don't even listen to him that much, but like, he's got talent. Yeah, he definitely does. I he definitely him. does. I think I would like him. I th he might be the best rapper for my future. I can. I think I, I can confidently say that. I think like, as much as I love Tyler. Rapping, yes. He is the best rapper. Yeah. Tyler can't touch that, honestly. I mean, he's got, he's got I love him. Don't be wrong. Yeah, yeah. He can't, like, rap, rap. Yeah. Because, like, I think, like, his only real rap, rap songs, like, some of his older stuff, some stuff on Cherry Bomb, yeah. and some stuff on the new album. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, with him, I think his real talent lies in production and in, like, making melodies. Oh, I need to add him. You asked me three, man. Yeah, no, it's more like ten. We've been like showing so much love to artists too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all fine. I just want to have other people to give a chance to shine. Yeah, like, no, for sure. My top three, I guess, producers ever. One, I'll go and say, Just Blaze. I like him because, like, I know him and Kanye split the blueprint. I think his beats were better on that. That's fair. And Blueprint is one of my, also one of my favorite albums. So talented. I put him on there. I put um oh god, what's his name? He did Ah, he did Madlib. Yeah, Madlib. Yeah, Mad yeah, yeah, yeah. I put Madlib on there. <laughs> he is also kind of like Alchemist. Whenever he partners up with yeah. someone, he always brings the best out of him. And three, I'll put Dilla. Oh Dilla, I'm like, I mean I can listen to some instrumentals by themselves, but like Whenever I listen to, like, I'll, I'll just, like, listen through Donuts when I'm playing Matt. Yeah. Like, that just, like, takes me to a different place. Because that's a man who is on top of his game and is just letting everyone know. I'm here. I'm the best. Listen to my stuff. That's it. Bro. He is. If he didn't pass away so soon, I think more people would talk about him. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. For sure. Man, he was, he's like the lead bias of beats. I swear, man. Dilla definitely has... A major impact influence on like how I even play drums now though. Really? Like I gotta be honest, yeah. Like a lot of the R and B stuff, like just his swing, like the swing just carries over to that. I gotta give props to Jay Dilla. Of course, like, that's yeah. the. Well, I think it's like some of his beats are so good that I wouldn't even want to put like a rap over them. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, there's a couple where I think someone like my favorite one of his is "Don't Cry." I, yeah. I listen to that almost daily. I think like maybe 
some people with like maybe a bigger voice. I think maybe Rick Ross could rap over it. But then again, it's Rick Ross, yeah. so he might rap. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess there are just some things like that that like deserve to remain right untouched. Right. No, I feel it. I agree. All right. So we're nearing towards the end of this. Do you have any wisdom to pass on to the world, to the audience, to the anybody world. listening? Um. Stay young. Mm. <laughs> Take risks. But as far as life goes, but as far as music goes, make a. I think Questlove has it where he like spins the dead and he has to find like 10 new songs. I like that. Just yeah. like random songs, just all over the place. Not just one genre, just all over the place. But yeah, just like hit shuffle or start a radio station and just like find new stuff, find new artists. Support your local artist too. Of course. Uh, thank you, Jared, for this interview. It was just fantastic. All right. Thank you again, Jared, for your time and your company. I really, really appreciated that interview, man. It was wonderful. I'll actually keep this departing message short, mainly because you need to know what you got to do on Friday. What? Friday? Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you what to do two days in advance. You know why? Because coming to a streaming service near you is Jared's new single, Rather See Me Fall. He sent me a snippet of this a couple days ago, and man, I was blown away by it. Of course, it is wonderful. The percussion, personally, I think is just like pristine. And you know, that's all my man Jared. So go out, give his new song a stream. It's called Rather See Me Fall, releasing this Friday, the 22nd. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy his track. And I guess chill to the next episode, as Uncle Snoop would say. 